welcome to a show where you will hear about how our liberty is being eroded by the very people that swear an oath to protect it. Today, the president signed a big new anti-terrorism bill that would expand the government's ability to track down terrorists, but at some cost. On this show, we will discuss many of the lies that the government, the government that hates us, by the way, we will discuss the lies that the people in positions of power and influence spread every day. And what is the best way to confuse children? Confuse them about their sexuality, confuse them about their gender, expose them to things that their little brains are not ready for yet. That is how they are confusing children. It is leading to chaos. And big daddy government, of course, can be there to pick, up, pick us all up and take care of us at the end of it. We will also talk about how current elected leadership at all levels of government has been corrupted by power and control, as well as discuss the types of leadership needed to correct our republic's course. We the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government. Providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians, that's the number one priority for the United States right now. I am your host, Larry Linton, retired U.S. Navy Command Master Chief and prior Tennessee House of Representatives District 12 candidate, and welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome to this week's show, ladies and gentlemen, where we will pick up with the interview with Angela Madden, Tennessee Right to Life Vice President. I'm still out in the wilderness near Ardmore, Oklahoma, where apparently some tornadoes touched down close by this week. We're continuing on the topic of lies for this episode, much like last episode, because we're talking about the lies of the elected officials in our Tennessee General Assembly. If you've been paying attention to the Tennessee news, you can find out just how much the General Assembly is lying to us Tennesseans every day. We won't even get into the lies told by Joe Biden and the rest of his administration. Sometimes... That is just too depressing to talk about. I hope you all enjoyed the first half of the interview with Angela. She is a terrific individual. The interview was recorded before what is supposed to be some action in the House Health Committee. Either way, we will discuss the outcome of the garbage piece of legislation that is House Bill 883 when it is finally decided upon. Before we begin the last half of the interview with Angela... We will pause for a word from the show sponsor, Anchor.fm. And as usual, we'll pick back up on the other side of the commercial by going directly to the interview. So, I will talk to you all on the other side. All right, well, welcome back, Angela. We're we're back with part two of the uh, interview, and I guess uh, hopefully the, the audience is getting a firm grasp on this. We're going to pick back up with what I caught you saying, or what I remember from you saying was the uh, sitting in the rows of young professional women all around you that reproductive rights on their lapel buttons or whatever. Yeah, and, we loved reproductive rights. Yeah, they were they were all young medical professionals um, who were all there in, to support abortion rights. Um, and those are the folks that are standing on the other side of this bill. And I, and it was very clear in that room who they were. Um, so, you know, we are there. Um, we're ready to present testimony. 
but the bill or the uh, report from the health department took the entire uh, hour and 26 minutes and then they had a really quick resolution uh, that they finished before they said that we were rolling the bill till next week now I don't know if this will be a good thing or a bad thing, but this is my hope that next Tuesday, the Senate Judiciary will pick up this bill as well as other abortion-related bills. And if the Senate decides to vote these down, then whatever happens next Wednesday in the House Committee won't matter. Because if the Senate can dispose of these bills, then it won't matter what the House members do because the bill won't make it to the floor. Right. If there's no uh, companion bill in the in the opposite chamber, they don't really make it far. So what, do you, what is your sense of uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally's position on Senator Briggs's bill? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally has always been very supportive of Tennessee Right to Life and of our legislation. He has said in previous conversations that he doesn't see any need to change the Human Life Protection Act. And so that's what I'm standing on. That's what I'm praying for. And that's what I'll believe. Yeah, so let's ask the audience, everybody in the audience, to pray that these people will actually follow their oaths and understand that their their role as a servant leader is to protect human life. Yes. So like we said, so Senator McNally, he's a he's a supporter, but we, we understand now that Cameron Sexton, this is his priority legislation. And yeah, it's definitely one of his priorities for the year, and we're hoping that we can kill it in the Senate. And if not, then if it comes back to the House Committee on Health, then we will continue to fight it there. Um, I would encourage your listeners to please continue to email and call both members of the House Health Committee and the Senate Judiciary Committee, which is where the abortion bills are heard in the Senate. So um, all of the members, uh, except for two in the Senate Judiciary, are Republican. And so that's where I would definitely uh, spend my time. And then, of course, all of the Republican members of the House Health Committee should hear from you. It's really easy to contact them. If you go to the capital.tn.gov website, you can look up legislators, the House members, the Senate members, and there's a little email icon right there. And so you click it, you put in your subject, drop them a quick note doesn't have to be long just say i stand firm um, on the human life protection act it is doing exactly what it was intended to do and we believe that human life should be protected in the state of tennessee and sign it and send it that's very powerful very powerful yes hearing from their constituents is powerful so i'll i'll hang up a link on the website to the specific committees and then uh, put a little note in there on how they could contact them via email or suggested suggested note that they send them. But they also a phone call goes a long way as well. And I always tell the audience, you know, be respectful when you call them. Just just tell them their position, and they are supposed to represent their constituents, not lobbyists, not medical associations, not anything else. You represent the constituents. You're supposed to stand for protecting our constitutionally protected inalienable rights so 
it does go a long way when you contact your your legislature, your legislative members. We've already seen a couple of bills that have uh, been killed basically because of the activism of regular Tennessee residents, everyday guys and gals, just contacting their legislators to say, hey, this does not need to happen. Exactly. And, you know, our Constitution really is built on that whole idea of the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And there is no liberty or pursuit of happiness without life. And we know through science that that child from conception is alive and it's human. And so it deserves to be protected. Absolutely. You know, I I don't need a a religious argument, even though I have one. I am a Christian. I do believe that every child is a gift of God, that every child is an image bearer of the father and that every child should be protected but I don't have to use that argument. I can just use our constitution and say, mm, alive, human, protected. Right. I mean, again, that is the sole or primary function of government is to secure the people's liberty, to secure our inalienable rights. So that means, you know, protecting life, R- right. regardless of whatever they want to label, they want to put it, you know, fetus is just de- a developmental stage, just like <laughs> a baby chick is a a chicken and before that it was an egg right we were all zygotes we were all fetuses we were all newborns and toddlers and teenagers and hopefully uh you know uh, mature adults or, <laughs> or in the case of some people they're just adults there you go <laughs> uh but those are as you said they're just stages of development and those are the stages that we all hold in common. Some of us didn't take a different path. That's the way we all came to be. And so it's just so important on an issue that is so destructive um, that we take the time and stand for life. For me, I, you know, spend my time on a single issue because I do think it's primary. There are lots of very important issues to get involved with, but this one, without this one, I think everything else falls apart. If you don't understand that every unborn child should be protected, then the rest of the rights don't really matter as much. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you can see that reflection of you know 50 years of Roe v. Wade in our society. It's the callous disregard for life. And I know. that's created generations of this and speaking of those young women again i mean those are young professional women but they grew up in that roe v wade thing where coupled with that unconstitutional decision was the public education system pushing that and again who's who's in control of public education in our country the federal government so it our education system has created generations of lemmings that will wear reproductive rights, not understanding that reproduction means you're creating a human life, not destroying a human life. That's what you, that's what reproduce means. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, I, I have a little bit of maybe a different perspective because I did start um, working on this issue on the other side. Um, when I was a young woman coming out of college, I absolutely believed that 
my body, my right. I believe that um, choice should be left to a woman. I interned for a very liberal uh, U.S. senator, uh, U.S. congressman. And so I understand how they got there. So I do have some empathy, but my prayer for them always is that they're eyes would be open, their ears could hear, that the truth would sink in, and that then they would have the courage to be able to step out and stand on the side of what's right. Absolutely. So uh, I hope to see some uh, good work, even if the Senate uh, does kill it, kill their bill. But, you know, Senator Briggs, he's he's not one of my favorite guys. He's a former, you know, retired U.S. Army medical officer. Uh, but he was a commissioned officer in the army, so he does know what an oath means. But I don't think he's found a, actually a constitutionally protected right that he's willing to protect. But hopefully, that Senate committee will do the right thing. But let's yeah. let's let's go on to what happens. Let's go to the worst case scenario that it does make it to the floor on both sides. What is the what are the repercussions here? Larry, I think it'll be a really ugly battle. Uh, you know, uh, it, it won't be a pretty fight because we will have uh, lines drawn in the sand that we haven't seen before. We will have those Republicans who we have endorsed and campaigned for and provided funds for, I believe, make the wrong decision and vote for this bill. I could not tell you if it would pass or not. I just can't. I, I never would have thought that we would be in this place now. So I can't even begin to tell you what would happen if it came to a fight on the floor of the House or the Senate I can only, I can really say that that's why we're working so hard now, because we don't want to see that happen. That'll be the Rubicon, right? It's a, you can't, you can't uncross that river, which, so I pray and I hope that the, our General Assembly does do the right thing here at the committee level. I mean, they've killed so many other good bills at the committee level. Let's just kill this bad bill because... Put this to rest, and and hopefully next week, Larry, you can call me and I can say, praise the Lord, uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee did the right thing, and these bills are now a thing of the past, and now let's give this law an opportunity to continue to save babies. Absolutely. That's our, that's our goal, right? To protect all innocent life on this planet. Yes, it is. And there is one positive bill that we are sponsoring that will be heard, I'm hopeful, um, that says that no public entity can pay for travel to out-of-state for abortion. So we are at least saying to our cities and counties that you cannot make it a benefit to pay for travel to get an abortion out-of-state. Right. That that makes you an accessory to murder, in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Angela... Again, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, why don't you give the audience uh, like a website where they can go to to find out some of the things that uh, or how they can help your organization and how they can use or maybe even become an advocate. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, yes, the statewide website has all of our legislative work and all of the other things that we do for education because we're both a legislative and education organization. And it's T N R. T L dot org 
TennesseeRightToLife.org, and you can always get updates there. There are some great local chapters, and if you'd like to get involved at the local level, so much really good work is done at the local level. So that information is on the website, too. Three I know of really quickly are there's a, a chapter in Sevier County, there's a chapter in Knoxville, and there's a chapter in Anuga that are very active. I believe there's a new chapter uh, in the Nashville area and probably one out in Memphis as well. So those are another uh, other great places to go. You can search for us on Facebook because, you know, everybody lives on Facebook, right? Right. Uh, and then if you are interested in what's going on at the national level, and, you know, we just can't stop battling on one battlefield uh, because we have the most pro-abortion administration that we have ever experienced in the White House right now, the National Right to Life Committee is the place to go there, and that's nrlc.org. Well, thank you for sharing that information. Uh I'll, I'll hang up links to that on the website as well. And again, I just want to thank you for coming on the program today. And we pray that uh, things going forward will, will revert back to where they were as soon as that unconstitutional dis- order was passed, legalizing, well, it wasn't even legalizing abortion, but what they did was unconstitutional. Let's get back to that place where that thing was overturned and we were protecting babies in the state of Tennessee. That's right. That's that's our goal. And listeners, continue to call and email and let your elected representatives know that you stand for life. Okay, Angela, thank you again for coming on and uh, hope you have a good rest of the weekend. Thank you, Larry. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just a quick interruption here, ladies and gentlemen. Now that the interview is over, I want to provide the audience with a quick update on some of the legislation that Angela spoke about during the interview. On Tuesday, the 28th of February, the Senate Health Committee rolled Senate Bill 745 until their next meeting. And then on Wednesday, the 1st of March, the House Health Committee rolled House Bill 883 for three weeks There are a couple other pieces of legislation that bear mentioning as well. Senate Bill 762, titled the Fundamental Right to Reproductive Health Care Act, failed in a committee vote of 7-2. Senate Bill 600 passed along the same voting line, 7-2. That bill would prohibit local governments from expending funds for the purposes of assisting a person in obtaining an abortion kind of like making themselves partners in crime, so why would the General Assembly allow that anyway? The next one is Senate Bill 857, which also failed. And in addition to Senate Bill 745, Senate Bill 983 was rolled as well. You see, folks, citizen advocacy does work. Keep contacting your elected representatives in the State House and in the State Senate. Let them know that in their work in the General Assembly, They work for the citizens, not whatever lobby is giving them the most money. Now, let's pick back up with the rest of the show for this week. That wraps up the interview, ladies and gentlemen. It is just another example of a citizen taking a stand in the arena. Not only by trying to hold elected officials accountable for their promises 
but taking a stand in the arena in the defense of the most innocent among us. If you are interested in helping Tennessee Right to Life out, be sure and visit their website, tnrtl.org. Again, that is tnrtl.org. If you do not live here in Tennessee, but want to help in this battle to defend innocent life, please visit nrlc.org. Again, that is nrlc.org. If you would like to contact the show, as always, you can send an email to Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Again, that is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. In closing, we have this week's wisdom from God's Word that comes to us from Proverbs 14.8. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Long gone are the days of prudent elected officials. They are adopting the way of the enemy who comes only to steal and kill and destroy. The government that was apathetically elected steals our liberty. It encourages the destruction of the most innocent and defenseless among us. My pastor's message this past weekend was about apathy and how it leads to destruction. Look around you and tell me that isn't true. Apathy in the church, the church being all of us, and the apathy of the electorate. It is up to all of us to do our part and wake up our family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers. Wake them up and have them shake off their apathy. Stir them to action because the road we are on only leads to destruction. Thank you all for listening this week and I pray that you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.